Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova Live. This is our live version of Unleash Your Supernova, and I am here with my partner in crime, Ryan Anderson, and that's Ryan, R-Y-O-N, Anderson, and we are going to be talking about all the ways that you can unleash your superpowers and tap into that inner brilliance, that limitless potential that we all have. This is the companion podcast to the book, Unleash Your Supernova. Um, My book was just released, uh, actually mid-March, not too long ago. I'm super excited about it, and the feedback has been incredible. People are being impacted. If you haven't gotten it already, definitely go to your favorite bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you tend to get your books. Look for Unleash Your Supernova and start unleashing those superpowers, tapping into that inner brilliance. I share stories because, you know, I love storytelling as well as tips and insights on how to find and or increase your creativity and how to use creativity and mindfulness as tools to build resilience against stress, anxiety, frustration, depression. But not only that, it's a way in how you can improve your life and your journey as a creative entrepreneur. So that's Unleash Your Supernova, the book. And of course, if you haven't done this already, please like, subscribe to Unleash Your Supernova, the podcast, available on all your major players. If you find value in what we say, share it with a friend, leave us a review. We love compliments. And um, I am not going to hesitate to introduce my co-host any longer, Ryan how are you? How, happy Friday. We love compliments, huh? So as long as you say something yes. good about us, we, we, we love it. We love you. Is, is that what I'm hearing? No hey, negative listen, feedback here? I, no negative feedback? I want, I want all the positive reviews, okay? All I love positive? getting positive okay. reviews. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's good to know. Yes. Good to know. Yes. So what have you been up to this week before we dive into today's show? You know, it's been kind of an uneventful week. I mean, nothing really exciting, just typical, you know, work and, um, you know, learning, sharing information, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it really, yeah, it, it's no, nothing, unfortunately, nothing exciting other than uh, I leave later today to go to my parents' new home and we're mm. celebrating my nephew's first birthday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, first birthday for him. I haven't yet to go to my parents' new home, so it'll be Lots of uh, lots of firsts this weekend. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, those both of those things sound exciting. I love homes and I love babies. So um, I'm saying you got a pretty eventful weekend of heading. Yeah, so that's really yeah, cool. It should be. But so those things like my parents they... are redoing the house. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish. Finish what you're saying. Well, like my parents are redoing their house, so like parts of it's under construction. Um, you know, it's first time in a long time over a year that I've been around, you know, it was going to be like 30 people. Not that I'm worried. I'm out of practice. <laughs> so, you know, we, we spend ah. over, yeah, we think about it. We spend over a whole year essentially by yourself most of the time. Um, it's mm. not you're not like married or whatever. Uh, you know, when you're around, big, I'm not worried, not scared. It's just, I'm out of practice. Like I, I'm just not, I'm not used to being, social for that long with that many different people. <laughs> I'm going to be a little rusty for a while, I think. Um, yeah, I think you got yeah, this. So. 
I think you got this. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start to work into it. Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, from what I have grown to see and learn over these last couple years of knowing each other, um, I think you probably need about 30 seconds. And I think after that, you'll be in your group. (laughs) I tell you what's so funny about now that you say that is, um, and it's it's something I don't do consciously, but so where I grew up originally was a very blue collar community and, and my family is a very blue collar family. Like my, my extended family, all that kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with it. It's just the way they are. And then, and I've gone on, I live in downtown Austin. There's not as a very white collar, but it's um, Silicon Valley essentially. Right. So uh, it's a very different um, environment type of people, mindset, whatever. But it's so funny. Like when I'm around here, I, I swear less. I use different language. I talk about different <laughs> topics. I go home and I turn. I, I become more crude. I swear more. I, I talk Uh-oh. about like, like yeah, not nothing about it. Uh-huh. I fall in and I don't do it purposely. It's just like it's just like I switch, right? And it's almost like a different person that you're seeing because I, I just step back into you know who I was at 15, 16, 18, 19, or 25, whatever, right? And I've grown beyond that person, but I—it's just so weird to do that. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, like when you go back home, but it's something I've always known. Oh yeah. Okay, so I will say I—I I grew up in Connecticut, but I was born in Jamaica, as you know. And so I, depending on which home you're talking about, I would say yes and yes. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a little more extreme when I'm in Jamaica, my patois will come out, my Jamaican accent will come out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but. When I'm not at home, you're not hearing a Jamaican accent, and most people don't know I'm Jamaican. I definitely fall into, um, yeah, that space of comfort, and, you know, you adapt to the environment. So my cousins, mm-hmm. my parents, and, you know, they most of them have a, still a very pronounced accent, and I just fall into that space. So. I get uh-huh. you. I'm feeling you on that. I'm feeling you on that. I would love to be a fly on the wall, though, to see you go from Austin, Ryan, to Austin, know, country, know, Ryan. Country, Ryan. <laughs> the city boy and the country boy. I want to see that. <laughs> it's so funny because I've often thought, like, you know, if I ever, like, you know, get, like, a girlfriend or, like, a wife that goes home, I mean, it's going to be – she's going to be shocked because I have no other professional working with family, right? Talking different, acting about like you know, talking about different um, topics. I mean, just it, 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 it's just like, who in the hell are you? I mean, it's going to be that drastic, and um, yeah, I, I, it, it's one of those things where like I'm going to be. It's going to be interesting to you know discuss that later. Like, what, what were your thoughts? How different was I? It, it, it's I'm. I find it. It's just one of those things that I just find unusual because it's not something I do intentionally, right? And so um, it really does show like said, how we, we, if you have a high EQ, you definitely adapt to your environment. I agree. I think that's a, a superpower, you know, speaking of unleashing oh, absolutely. This, your supernova. I think adapting mm-hmm. is critical. And actually, that's a really good lead-in to our conversation today. You know, for those of you that are listening to us live, um, you can find us live on bbsradio.com and just search Unleash Your Supernova. And um, we run Friday nights at 6 p.m. 
Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern. Our time slot may be moving, so stay tuned. But right now you can find us live on BBS Radio at those times. And so we are in May, and this is Mental Health Month. And so I think, and well-being, Mental Health and Well-Being Month, and I think it's so important for us to take a pause, literally take a pause, and recognize how critical our state of mind is in everything we do, from relationships to business Uh to creative work, you know, to entrepreneurship, um, to sustaining ourselves financially. Like our our mental health, the health of our mindset is critical. And I I want us to talk about how we can, you know, better prepare ourselves for unplanned circumstances. As you know, in the book, I talk about how to plan for the unexpected and then also build resilience, you know, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a parent, as an individual, as a contributing coworker, there are going to be times that are going to just take you there, right? Experiences, conversations, Uh whatever it is. And so we really have to be intentional in protecting ourselves and our mind and our body. So we can better stave off stress, depression, anxiety, you know, these things that creep up silently before uh-huh. it turns into burnout, you know. So I'm excited to talk about, you know, I have my little soapbox um, <laughs> about uh-huh. how we can maintain and sustain ourselves. So super excited to jump into this topic and conversation. And I'm going to start by asking you a question. Uh-huh. If and, and this is something that's simple because I think we kind of take this for granted. There are certain foods that can help in terms of our health, right, that we sort of take for granted. Oh, we have to eat because we're hungry or we're thirsty or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's also eating is also a form of mindfulness if you're actually paying attention and enjoying that uh-huh. experience. So I'm going to ask you from a well-being standpoint, do you notice any differences in how you feel or maybe your levels of creativity or energy after eating certain foods one way or another? Um, the answer to that question is no, but I come from a family that is awful about being mindful eaters. We, uh, we eat super fast because we just don't, you know, we just, no, it's just the way we are. And so like, I, like, you know, you're talking about like, Chew your food, pay attention. Now, hell, we don't do any of that. So um, now I will notice the fact if I eat well versus poorly, I feel very different that way. But as far as like specific food or whatever, now I also think I'm borderline hypoglycemic. So if I don't eat fairly frequently, I know it's a huge difference. Like I, I have no energy. I have like mental fog. Um, I'm cranky. I, I really notice that. But as far as, like, any specific – okay, now that I say that I'm lying, um, it's not any specific food. It's a food category. What I used to always call it were uh, productive calories. Like I called it growing up. But what a lot of people would call it would just be, you know, uh, substantially. So, like, for me, it was a food like peanut butter that, that had a fairly high fat content. For some reason, I, I need a fairly high healthy fat content in my food. Um, that I, I, it would just feel good going down. I do remember that. 
Um, and so it was that kind of stuff that I noticed versus like even eating vegetables, like which are super healthy. And I know that I need them. They never made me feel good when I was eating them, but, um, creamy foods did, uh, eggs, cheese, peanut butter, uh, something substantial like that. So, um, and it just, it would just make me happy. It's hard to describe, but I mean, there's times I'd eat food and it would just make my stomach happy. Like, that's something that really just happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, another way, that's no, another but... way to phrase it than that. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you say that. I remember my youngest son, um, when he would see me taking, taking out something that he really enjoyed food-wise, he literally mm-hmm. would do a dance. And so we, we named it the happy dance. And he was maybe happy one dance, yeah. or two years old. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon has a food line. yeah, Amazon has a food line called Happy Belly. I mean, it's a real thing. It just some foods would just make my tummy happy, and it was, I, I I don't know how to phrase it other than that. It was just it was, I, I don't know, it was just, it's just so much no, about I'm the gut we don't know, you know. And, yeah, and, and so it really, so it really is one. Of the, yeah, it's it's an organism that I'm not gonna say, say it has like you know like cognizance, but it does definitely you know, know certain things and does definitely affect how we feel. I agree with you. And I think I I wanted to start there as it relates to well-being and mental health because food could have that positive effect. And then sometimes it's our our go-to when we're not feeling so great. And when you were talking about peanut butter, Mm -hmm. right, exactly. And when you were talking about peanut butter, I immediately thought of dark chocolate and it's so funny, those two go really well together. But for me, when I'm eating... <laughs> Reese's Pieces, Reese's Pieces, peanut butter cups, Reese's peanut butter cups. And, um, yes, and I, and I I just feel so good with, like, rich, dark chocolate. And mm-hmm. the more I learned about cocoa and the benefits of cocoa powder yes. and how it helps mm-hmm. balance your your hormones and it helps balance, I mean, increase your metabolism and all of these antioxidants that it, it carries. So I was like, okay, now I get it. Like, I know why yeah. my body craves this. And then um, berries. I you're love slightly addictive, berries. but okay. But then berries, I mean, I feel, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, happy yeah. when I'm eating fresh berries, you know? Yeah. So there are definitely mm-hmm. things that put a smile on her face that you can have, mm-hmm. you know, with balance, you know, you can, you don't have to overindulge and then just, just a little bit is going to yeah. make you happy. And I think just something that basic, if we introduce those little things into our daily routine that makes mm-hmm. us happy and it doesn't have to be the same thing. Like sometimes, um, I, before I go to bed at night, I start getting excited about getting up really early to just go for a walk. And that's already really? putting me in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get up in the morning and go for a walk and listen to. It could be an it audio be an book, Amish a country thing. Yeah, it must be an Amish country thing. <laughs> Wake up hey, super hey, early, man. go walking, listen to the birds chirp, <laughs> the roosters crow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, and you have been privy to the birds chirping in the background when we're talking sometimes. I have been. Phone. I have been. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, no, I think that um, introducing more of those things into our daily routine helps to build that resilience. And food is something that I think a lot of us take for granted. Either we're overindulging or we're eating very quickly or it's just, you know, simple 
uh, I'm hungry, so I'm just eating the first thing in front of me. But if we're more thoughtful with how we eat, and even when we eat, like, I know I really should not be eating after 9 o'clock at night. Like, every time I do it, I just feel, like, my stomach feels heavy. I I just don't feel good. And then, but sometimes our days run long, and Uh that's when I'm getting to dinner. And I really need to be intentional, like, okay, if I'm not getting to dinner until 9, I need to maybe snack a little earlier and just skip that 9 o'clock dinner because I'm going to feel awful afterwards. So I think it's just a matter of being thoughtful, more thoughtful with those little things. And food, because all of us eat, I think everyone here that's listening can relate to food and think of an, of an example of how they can introduce that as a part of their well-being and a part of their self-care to help again, create that mindset, you know, that healthy mindset and that healthy um, environment in our bo- minds and bodies. You know, yeah, and I'm going to take that. I'm going I'm to I'm step back a little bit further. And I'm going to say this at the beginning, but um, the conversation went a little bit different. But to me, a lot of it is um, Americans as a, as a whole, as a society, you know, we, we, we kind of don't really, emb- it's switching, but we don't really embrace mindfulness like we should, mental self-care, like we should. We really pry, you know, like, like just pushing through stuff and, like, you know, um, to just toughen it out and whatever. And, 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 you know, you and I are in, you know, are in circles that are aware of mindfulness and, and mental self-care. So it feels like everybody knows about it and is doing it. But the reality is, I mean, I, I, when I go home this weekend, no one that I will be around we'll be talking about these conversations. And if they, if I brought them up, they would think I'm like some weird new age hippie guy that (laughs) they would, right? I would be that guy. Right. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I I, I can do the jokes now, but, um, where, where I was going with this, like a lot of it, in my opinion is, is intentional, right? It, 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 it's really accepting that, you know, taking care of your, of your mental well-being is no different than taking care of your physical health, right? It's just another That's element right. of it. And then it's, then it's all about being intentional about the things that you're doing that are affecting your health, good or bad, so that way you can, you know, do more of the good and eliminate the bad. And, and so that's, that's right. what a lot of this starts to me is, is just accepting it and then being intentional. And once you're intentional, you can really start, learning all the different things that are out there to help improve, you know, your mental well-being, whether it, it for a lot of people, it is diet. I mean, processed sugar is, is terrible as far as, like, you know, making you feel good. Physically, you're not going to be able to feel good mentally. How are you going to be happy if you're feeling, like, I have a friend who is in terrible health. He's the exact same age I am. He acts like he's mm. 80 years old, right? He's just grumpy. He's not had some of them. He's grumpy. He's not happy. Like, you know, he, hell, he physically hurts. Like, I mean, you know, by, like his legs mm. and hands are numb because he's like diabetic since childhood. You know, he's easily overweight. Mm. I mean, wow. He's got, he's got, yeah. And, and I mean, I wouldn't feel good. I, how are you going to be happy that way? Right. And so like, I sympathize, but then I don't because those are the of the choices he's made for a lot of years. He could change his mind and change his choices. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's where a lot of this starts to me is being intentional with it and, and being intentional with really accepting that working on men, like mindful, well, our mental well-being 
is as important, if not more, than, you know, working on physical well-being. That's really interesting that you said that because I, you know, I don't think I've thought about it like that, and it's so true. Um, And if you are, I don't know, if you're just too bummed out to get out of bed and you're not going to go to the gym that day, right? So you're you're, you're physical or you're not going to want to go for a walk or – um, so yeah, I, I, it's interesting. We do put a lot of emphasis on our physical health, which is mm-hmm. obviously something not to ignore and not a lot of emphasis on our mental health. And then you also We're said something about, together. yeah, it's almost like, don't talk about that. You know, <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's mm-hmm. stressed, don't talk, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. there was something you said that really stuck out to me about choice. And I did this fireside yeah. chat this week with Rachel Hirsch from Prestige Capital, and it was so much fun. Um, and we were talking about creativity and burnout, how creativity could be a tool for um, beating and avoiding burnout. But one of the things I had shared with the individuals that came to the event was that if we're looking at our day as a pie and mm-hmm. we carve out you and food. Of that. You and food. Me and so food. food. You can tell I love example food. Of pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, I'm visual, and most people can visualize food. Okay, so yeah, they can visualize pie because apparently it makes people <laughs> happy. Yeah. Now, how do you beat burnout? You eat and talk about pie. Yeah. You know, what? I don't even really like pie like that, though. I'm just saying, I don't. But anyway, let me let me not let me not. Um, Hypocrite. So <laughs> we're looking at. A pie. If you look at the day as a pie, okay, Ryan, and you just <laughs> like you a, just carve out. <laughs> I'm gonna finish this statement. The day like a piece of pie <laughs> rather than a clock, which looks exactly like a pie. But continue. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, You're we're gonna You're take twenty five percent of that pie, and mm. we're gonna give it to ourselves. All right, and then we're yeah. just gonna use twenty five percent of our day for ourselves. It's Mm-hmm. Most of us did that. How much healthier would we be? How much happier yeah. would we be? You know, yeah. most of our day is filled with things, activities, yep. responsibilities, and it's we're giving. You know, it's all external, right? It's like output, 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 output. Yep. And if we liken our bodies to a well, and when the well is full of water, the well is the happiest. And the more someone comes and takes the bucket and and pulls water out of the well, the more we're outputting and not refilling the well, the lower those levels become. And then when you're close to the bottom, that's when you're starting feeling the pinch of burnout, right? And Uh so Uh it's so important to pay attention to that well and say, okay, if I'm intentional, as you mentioned, if I'm making choices, if Uh I can include choices, where 25% of my day, I'm doing something for me. And may it be going for the walk, may it be listening to a podcast on a topic that I enjoy, or, or watching a video about something I want to learn about, or having a conversation with a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while, or maybe sitting down and just journaling, or maybe giving a try at poetry. Oh, how about getting a paintbrush and just doodling with paint? I mean, anything where it's giving back to ourselves. You know, and 
that act in and of itself replenishes this well. And so we never get to that point of burnout. And so I love mm-hmm. how you mentioned choice, because I think a lot of times we forget that we have a choice in everything yep. that we do, yep. and we're not yep. choosing ourselves. You know, when I say ourselves, nope. I'm not saying, oh, be selfish, and you're going to cut this person off in line because you want to go first. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying finding ways to take care of you, to pamper you, you know, to make you, your tummy, you know, whatever, happy, whatever that is that's going to make you happy. Finding more moments of that happy Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Yeah. that choice. Hey, listen, Amazon ain't paying us. (laughs) No, no, no. No, No, sir. (laughs) I actually thought it was a really good brand name. I thought it was a really good brand name. It spoke to me, Nova. It spoke to me. It's funny because you're right, choice. And what choice is to me is control. And, 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 and you know, a lot – it's so funny coming from me because I hate I, – I had to learn structure and systems. It's not my natural, you know, state as a human. But the reason I, I, I think I've done it and embraced it so much is because it was my way of regaining control of a chaotic life, right, as much as you possibly can. And so, um, you know, I, I, I make choices that allow me to control my life as much as possible. And um, on some level, it can be perceived as selfish. Like, look, I'm going to work out. Like, I, I, I'm going to schedule my day around that, right? You know, I'm going to read something. I'm, I'm, there's things that I'm going to do and, and because they feed me. They feed my soul. They feed the person that I, I not only am, but I also want to be. And, I, and, I, and, and so I make, I, I make those choices. And that allows me to regain that control. And so many of us don't lie. For some reason, we live lives that are out of control, but we don't ever work to regain it as much as we possibly can. Well, I'm going to share a story that reminds me of making a big choice. And I also would love for you to share, you know, your story on when you were mentioning, you know, coming from that space that allowed you to develop this, you know, pattern of being intentional with your choices as it relates to your uh-huh. vision for those that are just joining us for the first time today. So I think it's such a, such a amazing story and so inspirational. Um, but when you were talking, what I was thinking about was a time where I had just, I think it was maybe a year into um, me running my store in New York. I had to launching mm-hmm. my store. And prior to that, I was running a showroom. And um, right before opening the store, I had my fourth child. And my oldest at that time was um, seven. And so here, you know, four kids under seven. So just imagine that. Um, mm-hmm. A retail store you know, with a brand new retail store. And I also had launched Rain Magazine about six months into launching the store. And so I'm running my collection, running a store, have four children under seven. One is a newborn, under one, and then I had launched the magazine. So talk about depleting Mm -hmm. the well, because Mm -hmm. I'm doing all of this stuff and my well was running lower. And I loved everything. I loved being a mom. I loved designing. I loved working with the customers. But I didn't take moments to give back to me. 
So it was mm-hmm. all output. As much as I love what I was doing, it was output. I was just, you know, um, giving up myself, my time, my energy, my creativity, my advice. But there was nothing coming back in. And eventually it got to the point where I needed to completely change environment to replenish and recharge. And so that was that time period, maybe a year after this, um, after, after opening, launching the store, was when I started con- seriously considering moving across the country. And, you know, we lived in the Northeast, and which was fine. It was near family, and, and I grew up there, and, you know, very familiar and really pretty area. But I knew intuitively I needed more what I called green and blue in my life. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm, from the, I, I'm from the island, you know, and so yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. love water. And I just knew that, that I needed to be next to the ocean. Like, that's how depleted I was. And my so we ended too. up moving. Yeah. 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 And so it was a big move uh, and a big pivot. Um, but it was amazing. And I think that, you know, when we're looking at where we are in life and we are feeling that we're running low, it's so important to assess what can you change. And sometimes you need to make a drastic change to replenish, recharge, refill that well. And if you ignore it, that's when you hit burnout. And I'm just going to take this moment. This is a great time to transition because I do want you to share your story. But I want to recognize um, Pink Kangaroo, uh, our sponsor. And Pink Kangaroo is a podcast network for wild thinkers. So if you think outside the box and or are looking for content from hosts and podcasts that are outside the box, definitely check out Pink Kangaroo, and that's kangaroo with the U.com. And if you are a host, a writer, a storyteller, looking for a home to launch, grow, or monetize your podcast, also definitely check out Pink Kangaroo. And that's kangaroo with the U, pinkkangaroo.com. Unleash Your Supernova is a podcast on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. So, story time. We we talk about my story. Talking about like origin story or like any story. Yeah. Well, your story about how you lost your vision. Yeah. So brought you to the point of making you know being conscious with your choices. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, around eleven or no, 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 I was almost twelve. I randomly got sick and ended up with a brain abscess, which was basically part of my brain got infected and started essentially rotting. And like when, like when your you know finger gets infected, it swells. My brain swelled, and when it swelled, it hit the nerves and make you see where they cross, right? And so um, that's why I can't see. I, however, was supposed to be like dead or severely brain damaged, and luckily, all I came out with was not being able to see, right? But before losing my vision, like my goal in life was to be an NFL quarterback. Like I'm, I mean, I was doing everything I possibly could to make that dream come true. Could I have done it? Who knows? But like that's that that's what my dream was. And so, like, when I lost my vision, I lost everything. I lost my identity um, because, I mean, you can't play quarterback if you can't see. And it was was hard because not only was my identity, like, freedom to me, like, freedom of movement, freedom of, like, choice. It's such a huge core part of my being, which I didn't realize until grad school. And so uh, when you can't see, that freedom of choice in many ways is gone. 
because you can't just get up one day and say, oh, I'm going to go here because you don't have a clue where it is or you can't drive to get there or, you know, whatever, right? Mm. And so it was, it was a huge struggle to, because so many core, like these were like core values of my person, of my being, um, were now no longer able to be expressed, right? And so it was really hard. And, and then, you know, when it comes to that's why choice is so important because it only takes that first choice to really start reclaiming control. And for me, um, it started out with my dad, you know, cause his best friend at the time was a ex Canadian football player. And they were lifting weights together. Took me lifting weights to not only give my mom a break, but it was great physical therapy. And it was, it was an opportunity for me to be with a bunch of guys that were, you know, jocks or former jocks or whatever. And so it was, it was that start of regaining control of that identity on some level, right? And, and so working out, I've worked out lift weights somewhere since I was 12 years old. Like, I've never quit since that part because it's such a huge part of how I see myself as an athlete. How can you be an athlete if you're not in shape, right? And, and so, like, that was part of it, right? And, and then other parts were, like, you know, um, education. I, 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 I'm highly educated not because I loved school, but because I knew I would always be employable as someone you couldn't see um, with an with an education. Right? It was a way of making, like, regaining control, making sure that I could do the things that allowed me to not only be successful but thrive and not be a burden on the like you know governmental system. Right? Like that was another aspect of it. Uh, I, I I've, I've just done so many things to do. Like I mean I I, I people are always surprised at how well I dress. I'm like, you can't see, why do you care? Because I want to be perceived as a, you know, a normal guy that happens to be blind versus a blind guy that happens to be normal. Right. So I dress nice. I carry myself with confidence. Um, it, it all because it's a way of regaining that control of, of who I am, who I want or how I want the world to see me. Right. And, 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 you know, like I said, these are all choices that I've made. And these are all, I've all become huge parts of, like, my personality on top of my, my daily habits, routine, right, to regain control. And what that does, this is what's so important, is that is why I have good mental health, right? Because I've done the things as much as possible to be the person that I want to be. And as a result, my, I'm, just, I'm in so much of a happier place than if I had not made those decisions, right? And and that, as far as this part of it, like that's one of the reasons why I probably don't have burnout as much or one of the reasons why, you know, I, I very rarely get depressed and upset because, you know, I, I'm in control of, of who I am, the life I'm living, and, you know, the choices that I make will help determine the future life that I live, right? And, and that, that level of, again, this control, I guess, really, um, for me anyway, uh, allows me to deal with the chaos of my life that pops up every single friggin' day. It pops up for everybody every day. As much control, I mean, like, we love control, but the reality is, in many ways, it's an illusion. But, you know, if you have as much as you possibly can, it does a lot to deal with the chaos that pops up every single day. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I could see 
how losing something could lead to, you know, staying in a very depressed state of mind. Um, you turned it around and were intentional and, and continue to be um, very motivated around your choices and mm-hmm. what those choices will bring and being ready to pivot based on the results of those choices. And, and that staying in control helps, um, you know, you keep, keep balance as, as it relates to that. But I think loss is a very big trigger and oh, it could huge. be a loss of a mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Right. Loss of a job, you know, in your situation, you know, you lost um, your sight. There could be other people who lose a loved one or mm-hmm. um, maybe they lost an opportunity or whatever it is. And that could trigger, you know, this sort of ricochet in a, in a into a very dark state. So, I want to I want to share um, some tips on how individuals can again create that buffer. And I know we talked about being mindful around food. We talked about um, you know carving out a certain percentage of your day, you know, and and giving back to yourself. But I heard this tip recently, and I thought actually from Rachel um, that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Rachel Hirsch. And I thought it was really helpful. And what she does is she will, each day, for those of you who have smartphones, she will go back to that day in the past, you know, that year and then another year and another year to see, see where and what she was doing, reminder of where she, what she was doing. And then mm-hmm. she would um, reflect and be very grateful in terms mm-hmm. of, either that event on that time or where she is now compared to where she came from um, at that point in time. And, you know, I thought that was really unique. I hadn't heard that before. And again, a lot of us have notifications set up where we get pinged about these recent photo memories. And that's a way to, you know, again, bring that mindfulness, bring that intention and great and gratitude into your life every single day to create that buffer. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it's a unique way of, of a yeah, no, gratitude practice. It's, it's it's a unique version of gratitude because gratitude practice is a, such a huge part of coaching, right? Um, you know, write down every day what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. That that to me is a unique way of doing it because she's really internalizing why she's grateful today based on how far she's come from a year ago, two mm-hmm. years ago, three years ago. Um, yeah, it's, I think that that that's a unique way of doing it. It's, it's actually a super cool way of doing it. Yeah, I thought that was really fresh. And um, another thing that individuals can do, and I think I had mentioned this in a prior um, show, is to wake up earlier in the morning. And that sounds silly. Damn, it sounds like, Amish country. Oh, I hate, early. I hate the morning. Ah. But just that simple act helps Mm -hmm. save off depression, stress, anxiety. Just waking up a little earlier than you normally do. And um, if you don't wake up early, then, you know, just wake up early. (laughs) But for some Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to be out the door at 630 or they have to be out the door at 730. So carve out maybe 30 minutes if you can, prior to that, if you could do more, I know some people that do at least an hour and have that time, just be time for you, not dedicated to anything else or anyone else. You're not reading email. 
You're, you know, you're not on the phone. You are just sitting with you. You are, you could be reading, you could be daydreaming, you could be sipping, sipping on your favorite tea or, or coffee, whatever. But it's just a time to take a moment for you. And you would be surprised how much that affects your day. Another thing mm-hmm. to do is before you start your day, um, again, if you can, or before you go to bed at night, take about five minutes, going back to the gratitude practice, take about five minutes just to think about three things you're grateful for. Three things. I'm grateful that I have legs, <laughs> right? It can be very basic. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I have legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and what I do is I actually do a body scan. I will lay flat on my back and I'll start from my toes and I'll go up from the back and then I'll come down the front and I will recognize and be thankful for every body part that I have all the way up, all the way down. And what that does is one, it allows you to actually pay attention to your body, you know, pay attention. Mm -hmm. You may not pay attention to like things like your knees or if they're, if they're not painful or whatever, um, or your back. I mean, just being grateful for these little things. And it also allows you to check in. So if something doesn't quite feel right, it gives you that moment to check in with that part of the body that you may have to um, uh, take a look at. But then by the time you're like thinking, you're, you know, being grateful for all these things, like my arms, my shoulders, my neck, uh-huh. my head, and I work uh-huh. my way down. You're in uh-huh. such a state of gratitude. I mean, you uh-huh. are kind of giddy, giddy by that point. And then I end it with, I cannot wait for the surprise I'm going to get today. And I kid you not, every, now I like surprises. I know not everyone doesn't. My, my, one of my daughters does not like surprises. But I kid you not, every time I do that, Ryan, by the end of the day, I get an amazing surprise. I kid you not. I, I, don't, I don't do mm-hmm. it every day because I forget or my schedule changes. But when I do do that and do that little I do my body scan, and then I end with, ooh, I can't wait for the surprise I'm going to get today. Oh, my gosh. And I know um, Rachel, who I mentioned, she does her daily thing is, I can't wait for the adventure. Like, this is pre-pandemic. She would say, I can't wait for the adventure I'm going to have today because she would travel a lot. So whatever that, you know, affirmation is, I can't wait for the adventure or the surprise or, the, you know, uh, maybe it's someone new that you'll meet that you'll really be excited about or, Whatever it is, if you get ready for it and you prepare for it mentally, it usually shows up. And so it's a little thing. It may sound silly, but it goes a long way to allow you to create those buffers to help slow down the well from being depleted and, more importantly, filling in the well. So I don't know. Do you have any little tricks that you do? During the week, I'm terrible about it. I know. Here I'm a coach, and I'm terrible about it. Oh, I'm <laughs> myself. I'm, I'm a hypocrite. What I was noticing about what you were saying before I addressed what I do was um, really the, the overarching theme that I heard were two of them. One of them was slow down, uh, slow down, you know, kind of unplug from our hectic days, and then really a lot mm-hmm. of it was about being present, right? Like being present in mm-hmm. the moment, and and those are two, you know, huge parts of of, of coaching, right? Because I mean, um, like presence the only time we really have it, it really like if you live in the future that's where like the, you know anxiety lives within the past that's where depression lives like present is, is like where present is the only thing we can control right it's the only thing that that is really neutral in many ways because you're experiencing that and then what while you're experiencing it's when you're putting the um 
um, emotional memory on it as far as like anxious or depressed or whatever. And um, so, and, and then like slowing down, you know, we're, like, you know, we're all so busy because of technology, the world. That's one thing that COVID has done. It slowed down people so much that I think in many ways they don't want to go back to how fast and hectic a lot of it was. They will, you know, this happened over time. But um, because, you know, it, you can't change yourself if you don't take the time to change yourself. You know, and by taking mm. the time, it's that intention, right? And and if you're if you're always so busy that you're distracted, you, you you're always distracted, right? Like you, you can't be intentional, you can't make those intentional choices to change yourself. And so by slowing down, it allows you to take that time to 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 reflect, to make those decisions that are going to make positive, permanent changes in your life, right? And that to me is is what I heard about what you were talking about. Um, what do I do? I'm, you know, I, I really must be a kinetic person. I, I, I'm, I'm a kinetic learner in many ways, and I really must be kinetic as far as like how I stress. Um, as much as I, I really do it for like the way I look. Working out to me is probably a big way of um, recentering myself. Um, you know, because because I when I'm working out, I'm not thinking about work. You know, I'm not thinking about typically like the, like the things that are going on like personally or whatever. I'm just focused on what I'm doing and how much it freaking sucks, uh, usually. But um, I feel so much better afterwards. I'm, I'm in a better place mentally. I'm in a better place. I feel better physically. I think things just work. I think that's where I really reset. And as, again, that's one of the reasons I think losing vision was my vision was so difficult because I think a lot of the ways that I would reset would be I'd go pick up, a, you know, I'd do a pickup game of basketball, right? You know, I'd probably go run around, you know, downtown Austin and do it, be doing. Um, What's that stuff called? Um, parkour, right? I'd, I'd be doing that kind of crazy stuff. Um, I would just be that guy because that would be that would be how I um, I guess you call it rebalance. But to me, it would just be reconnect with a different aspect of me that wasn't mental, right? Because um, mm. I because you know, we, 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 especially us that are like you know business people or creatives, like we I mean we live exclusively in our mind. And I think one of the best ways to let that heal and let things work is like move that attention, move it to your body, right? Which I, which is another mm. reason why I think religion or spirituality is so important for a lot of people, right? You're now moving it right. to the spiritual, like, like, right? So mind, body, and spirit, where are you putting your energy? If it's all mental, it's going to be unbalanced. If you, if you, you know, put in the physical, in addition to the mental, you know, and there's people who are nothing but in the physical, and they don't, you know, no sense. So I think for me, that's yeah, what it does. I yeah. think it um, moves that that focus, that intention outside of my brain, and allows it to to not work so hard and, and heal. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it it allows me to reconnect with what for me is a huge part of my being, which is my physicality, right? And so. And that can be different. For me, it's physical. For like, for people, it could be spiritual. It could be a huge part of of their being, and that's something I should focus on more. Actually, too, is my spiritual side. But um, you know, I, to me, that, so that, I think that right there is really what what helps you heal. Right? Is is yeah. moving that energy. And I never thought about it until just now until we we're just talking about it. But I, I think that's what what it does for me. And I love it. Yeah. No, I love that. And. Um, that resonates with me as well. I'm going to share that moving the energy from just getting out of your head because a lot of times mm -hmm. we're in our head 
and we're mm-hmm. judging, you know, what could have, should have, or what may yep. or may not be. And, and neither of those are in the present moment. And, you know, peace is in the present moment. And so mm-hmm. when you're moving that attention from your thoughts to your body, like you were mentioning all these different activities, you know, that you mm-hmm. can do from parkour to, you know, skating or walking or whatever, that movement is a form of mindfulness. Dance. Walking around among the cows. In almost country. Yeah, yeah, just walking. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and, and you don't have to be outside. I remember taking, um, in my mindfulness class, we, our, our <laughs> activity was to walk up and down a yoga mat and to really pay attention to how the mat feels under our feet. And so what is that doing? It's taking the, you know, attention from our thoughts Mm -hmm. to our Mm -hmm. feet and really paying attention. And how many people even pay attention to how the soles of their shoes feel underneath their feet or the floor as they're Mm -hmm. walking across the floor or the plushness of the carpet and how it changes as you take one step to the next. I mean, these little things are present moment actions. And Uh so I love how you said that it's moving it from your head to either your body or your spirituality, the mind, body, Uh soul connection, um, which all have to be in balance for us to optimize, to tap into, as we said at the very beginning of the show, our supernovas, you know, our superpowers and, and reach those limitless, you know, reach our limitless potential. So that was really cool. I, I like that comment. And, you know, I want to share another quick tip. Uh, and I know we're getting close to wrap-up time, is, again, and I like giving things that are simple, actionable, you don't need any money to do this, change up your routine. Yeah. Change around the furniture in one of your rooms. Like, change the time you go to bed or the time you wake up. Change actually recharges you. You're not on autopilot anymore. You're forced to pay attention because something is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just doing something that simple where you make a practice of changing up your routine or changing up your space, um, you know, changing the types of books you read. I, I'm in a book club, uh, the Tuesday's Book Club podcast, and we have two other co-hosts, and they pick books that I probably would have never have picked to read. And it's amazing because I'm being introduced to these new worlds and or genres or storylines yep. that I wouldn't have selected but equally enjoy. So it keeps me on my toes. And so I feel that just something that small where you introduce change into your life to help recharge and refill that well is something that can easily be done at any moment in time. So I think that's a great way to also buffer yourself and create resilience from burnout. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I was just thinking, because I, I agree with that, but I also think I agree with that because you and I are creatives and, you know, change for us is um, very interesting and, you know, sparks different ideas and thoughts. And I know a lot of people who hate change because it causes them anxiety, right? And, and so mm. they, they they love the comfort of routine. And, and so, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, if change is so anxiety-provoking that it's going to, you know, el- eliminate all of the, what you and I would consider positive benefits, then don't feel bad if that doesn't work for you, right? You know, embrace your comfort, like, because you will always learn more from a place of comfort than you will a place of anxiety. So if that routine makes you comfortable, 
great. Go with it. Maybe then what, what, what you focus on is maybe creating new routines that now that, that will help you, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, right? Whether it's a workout program, whether it's a spiritualness program, right? Whether it's, you know, a, a, a weekly dinner out with friends, whatever the situation may be. And so I, I think that's important to acknowledge and realize um, because I know a lot of people who are that way. But um, I'm with you. You know, to change to me is exciting. It, 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 it stimulates thought, but that's who I am, right? That, that's, like I said, I have a lot of friends that aren't that way. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, and it's just a simple act that you can do. And, again, you know, this show is today's show. We really want to focus on, you know, how we can help each other pay more attention to our mental health and how we can find ways to build resilience from burnout to, you know, keep away stress, to keep away anxiety, to be in the present moment, you know, and not focus so much on the past or the future. Because, you know, as Ryan said earlier, we have choices and we can make choices to keep us in that present moment to raise our spirits, to raise our mood, to raise our vibration. And that's what counts. If you aren't mentally strong enough, um, you're not going to be able to achieve those goals or dreams, you know, that you have on your mind or to help others achieve goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe be a teacher or a coach or a friend or a parent you know, a sibling, we all have people we're connected to that we want to help in one way or another. And if you aren't in your best state of mind, you're not going to be able to really give all that you can give to truly help that person. And so it's so important to take those moments. I mentioned 25% of the pie, 25% of the day, what are you doing for you, right? Give back to you. And in terms of other tips we mentioned, make choices. You have a choice in everything you do. Be intentional about your choices. Ryan shared his story about losing his sight and how he was intentional about his choices around his education for the opportunities that it's going to bring him. And so pay attention to each moment because you have a choice in each moment. Fill that gratitude bucket, maybe using your phone with photos, maybe notes that you're writing to yourself and putting it into a jar and revisiting that jar once a month, once a year, once a week, um, whatever that is. I got that from Rachel too. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, create that, do that gratitude, fill that gratitude bucket. I do a body scan um, where I'm being grateful for everything, you know, that I physically have in terms of my, my body and paying attention to all the different components of my body during the scan. And then I, then I get excited for the surprise I'm going to get, you know, um, after I'm grateful, do my, my little gratitude um, ritual in the morning. So find those things that you can introduce into your day to help replenish that well, to create that buffer, and to bring you into the present moment. So that's my spiel. Do you have a closing comment before we wrap it up, Ryan? You know, I, I, it's it's simple. You know, we're, we're talking about choices and control. To me, it's it's realizing that a lot of anxiety, fear, whatever, unhappiness comes from a lack of control, and it only takes that one choice. That 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 first choice is a first step to regaining control, and and and, and, be, and being intentional about it, and taking it where you can, um, because you know by, by regaining that control over your life, it just it's empowering, and that and that and that feeling of empowerment, you know, just 
it allows you know when you feel empowered, you're just you're happier, you're more positive, um, you feel like you know you found the master of your own destiny. So I think I think that's my closing thing. Awesome, awesome stuff. Well, I want to thank you, and um, if you want to hear more and get more tips from Ryan. Check out, check out RyanEsquire.com. That's R-Y-O-N, Esquire.com. Ryan is a peak performance um, coach, mindset coach, visionary coach. So definitely check out RyanEsquire.com. And, again, um, if you want to dive deeper in how to unleash your supernova, uh, go to your favorite bookstore and pick up Unleash Your Supernova. It's also on Amazon. And you can subscribe to this podcast. This is the live version on BBS Radio. But you can subscribe to the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs around the globe and how they tap into and unleash their superpowers. So, again, definitely go to your podcast player. Look for Unleash Your Supernova, the podcast. Hit subscribe and leave a review if you love what you hear. Share it with a friend. Thank you so much. This is brought to you by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. Again, the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network, and that's Kangaroo with a U. If you are a wild thinker or if you're looking for shows that are outside the box, definitely check out the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. I'm Nova Lorraine, your host. Thank you, Ryan, my co-host. And this is another episode of Unleash Your Supernova Live.